From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, August 10th. Gabby Petito's parents intend to sue the Moab Police Department for $50 million. The claim is related to what they call the wrongful death of their daughter, something they say police here could have prevented. Justin Higginbottom has more. Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie were stopped by Moab police last August after a 911 caller claimed to see Laundrie hitting Petito while in town. Police questioned the couple and ordered them to separate for the night, determining that Petito was the assaulter. They made no charges. About a month later, Petito was found murdered in Wyoming. Laundrie fled from authorities and was found dead by suicide in a Florida nature reserve in October. An investigation found that Moab police made mistakes during their interaction with the couple. For example, not connecting Petito with a mental health professional. But the report notes it's impossible to know if Petito would still be alive today if the police handled the case differently. According to the Petito family, the lawsuit is meant to prompt changes in how police here and elsewhere respond to domestic violence. Moab police refused to comment on how a $50 million fine might impact their department's capacity to help residents. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. The Senate passed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 this week. That legislation includes a host of policy changes for fossil fuel extraction. Justin Higginbottom reports on the potential impacts to oil and gas leasing in our region. The bill passed along party lines with Senate Democrats voting in favor. It includes some significant changes for the oil and gas industry operating on public lands. Those include raising royalty rates, increasing minimum bids for leases, and charging companies to flare methane. Landon Newell is an attorney with conservationist group Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. He thinks the legislation is a step in the right direction. So one of the things that that happens a lot in Utah and across the West, but Utah really seems to be ground zero for this, is speculation, lease speculation in particular. Newell says that speculation was fueled by the ability of anonymous parties to nominate hundreds of thousands of acres of public land for extraction at no cost. The competitive bid rate to develop on those parcels was only $2 per acre. And so those two things coupled together have made lease speculation run rampant on our public lands. This legislation raises the competitive bid to $10 per acre, and nominating parcels will carry a $5 per acre fee. He says it may not drastically change oil and gas leasing interest in high development areas like southeastern New Mexico. But in areas like Utah, and in particular in and around Grand County and San Juan County, where where a lot of the lease speculation takes place, I think that will be quite a, a big step in the right direction. Changes to methane flaring and venting could also come to southeastern Utah. The flaring issue has been a huge issue up in the big flat region. Groups like SUA have criticized the flaring as contributing to climate change and an eyesore in a dark sky area. Under the bill, future producers would pay a fee for any methane vented or flared. And I think it's a common sense solution. This is our gas. This is our public lands. And they are wasting it by just burning it off into the atmosphere. And we are getting nothing back for that except for more climate pollution. Kathleen Skama is president of Western Energy Alliance. That group represents oil and gas producers in the Rocky Mountain West. She says if fighting inflation is the goal, this bill won't help. Well, it's increasing costs at a time when we have high gasoline prices 
and we want more American production. She notes that making energy production more expensive won't help prices at the pump. So in this case, royalty rates, fees, bonding requirements all together add up to squelching production on federal lands. Skama does find the provision tying wind and solar permitting to oil and gas leasing promising. If the administration doesn't move forward with oil and natural gas leasing, then they can't move forward with wind and solar. So that's a balanced approach. We need all kinds of energy. The legislation also provides $369 million in climate change funding, including incentives for domestic battery production. Southeastern Utah is currently being explored as a source for battery materials, such as lithium. The bill will next go to the House for consideration. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. The iconic orange and black migratory monarch butterfly has just made the red list of threatened species. That's designated by the International Union of Conservation of Nature. Mark Richardson, with our partners at the Public News Service, has more. The insect's western population in Utah, California, and surrounding states has dropped 95 percent from the 1980s. The numbers ticked up a bit last year but remain extremely low. Dr. Rebecca Quinones-Pinon is chief monarch recovery strategist for the National Wildlife Federation. She says part of the problem is climate change, which is throwing off the bloom times of the insect's favorite food. Since last year, we noticed that milkweeds were not blooming when the monarchs were already migrating. And so they couldn't find enough milkweed to lay their eggs during the spring. The ongoing destruction or degradation of habitat in Utah and other states is a huge problem for the monarch butterfly. In 2010, observers in Utah counted more than 200,000 of the bright orange insects along their western migration route through the west. But in recent years, the count dropped to only 30,000. I'm Mark Richardson. New federal legislation has been introduced that would protect parts of the Dolores River Canyon as a national conservation area. For KSUT Tribal Radio and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Sarah Flower reports. The Dolores River Canyon is known for its scenic beauty, wildlife habitat, geological formations, and cultural and indigenous historic resources. The river runs through several counties in southwest Colorado and on Ute Mountain Ute tribal land. After 20 years of conversations and collaborations between San Miguel, Dolores, Montezuma counties, local ranchers, conservation groups, and the Ute Mountain Ute tribe, the Dolores River National Conservation Area and Special Management Area Act was introduced by Colorado Senator Michael Bennett and co-sponsored by Senator John Hickenlooper. The legislation would designate portions of the Dolores River as a National Conservation Area, or NCA. The act would protect 76 miles of the river, as well as 68,000 acres of Ponderosa Pine Forest and Desert Canyon. It would start at the river below McPhee Reservoir and Dam, and end at the border of San Miguel and Montrose counties near Bedrock. Julie Keibel is a Dolores County Commissioner. She's been working on this project since she became a commissioner in 2007. Keibel hopes that this act will keep the river protected for years to come. That river is kind of like our Disneyland. There's so many family history ties around that that we just wanted that to continue from generation to generation, as well as the cultural uses that appear there. You know, there's medicinal gathering and We just didn't want that to ever be taken away from our local people. 
Keibel says that the partners within the group focused on pursuing an NCA attribution early on because then the act could easily be tailored to local needs. So in all reality, the Bureau of Land Management is the managing agency over the river. So now they'll just have to put in parameters, the pieces and the protection that we put within that bill on that designation of the river. And so that's where the local control comes in. If the bill is passed, management plans would be created for the NCA in special management areas, and a 13-member advisory council would be formed to develop the plans. I'm Sarah Flower. The bill was introduced to the House Committee on Natural Resources on July 29th. On August 2nd, Representative Lauren Boebert introduced a House of Representatives companion bill. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, August 10th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. 